time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are grateful. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In this episode of the Biohacking Secret Show. And what I realized is you're not what you eat. You're what you digest, absorb, and utilize. And also how well you remove whatever's left over from the system. This podcast is brought to you by Organifi and the Biohacker Bundle. So as entrepreneurs, biohackers, and busy professionals, we understand the importance of eating healthy. But there never seems to be enough time, and it can get really expensive. Well, one of my best biohacking secrets for spending as much time as possible in a state of peak physical and mental performance and getting my body and mind what they need is the Biohacker Bundle. And here's how I use it. Every morning, we wake up and we're depleted and dehydrated. That's why you want to start your day with a big glass of clean water, and I add one or two scoops of Organifi green juice. It's got the super herb ashwagandha in it that's been shown in scientific studies to increase your resistance to stress so that rather than waiting till later in the day when that stress arises, by starting your day with this Organifi green juice, you increase your resistance to stress and increase the probability that you're going to be more cool, calm, and collected throughout the day. Then, after your workout, comes Organifi Complete Protein. It's USDA organic, gluten-free, non-GMO, soy-free, dairy-free, and vegan. And it provides your body with the amino acids and protein it needs to rebuild after a workout and most importantly, maintain healthy body composition. Then at some point in the afternoon, you're gonna need a break. That's where you come in with Organifi Red Juice. It's got cordyceps that keeps your body and brain oxygenated so that you avoid that afternoon energy dip that can slow you down and keep you from hitting your goals. And last but not least, Organifi Gold. I use this every night as I'm winding down for bed. It's got turmeric in there, which is one of the world's most powerful anti-inflammatories. But my favorite ingredient is the lemon balm because it helps your body relax and slip into that deep restful night's sleep where you're sleeping like a baby and you're waking up charged up, excited, and ready to take on the day. And if you want to put the biohacking bundle to work for you, go to www.organifi.com forward slash biohacks, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S, and enter discount code biohacks to save 20%. It's the best biohacking secret I've found for maintaining physical and mental performance throughout the day. And I've tested thousands. To get yours, go to www.organifi.com forward slash biohacks and enter discount code biohacks to save 20% now. Hey everyone, I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. Hey guys, Anthony here, and I just wanted to give you a big biohack thank you for listening. I'm so humbled and grateful that you're spending some of your day with me and the Biohacking Secrets Show. And if you get any value from this episode, or you've gotten value from previous episodes, it would mean the world if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends, family members, and coworkers on social media. That way we can continue to spread this information and positively impact as many lives as possible. And it's also how our podcast gets discovered by more people. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. 
What's up, guys? Anthony here, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show, where Wade Lightheart and I discuss a number of different ways to fix and optimize digestion. One of those tools being a megadosing protocol, including specific enzymes and probiotics that I use once a year to reset my metabolism and optimize digestion and elimination. And the good folks at Bioptimizers have hooked you guys up with a discount code if you would like to check out that megadosing protocol for yourself. The website is www.buyoptimizers.com forward slash biohacks 15. So I'll spell it out. www.bioptimizers.com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S one five. And then when you go to that site, you'll see the mega dosing protocol and some different amazing offers that they have. If there is an opportunity for you to put in a coupon code, biohacks15 would be that coupon code, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S-1-5. And that should get you 15% off of the three-month gut reset protocol that we discuss. And in the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Wade Lightheart. Wade Lightheart, welcome to the show. Great to be here. By the way, uh, I love your book. I think it's fantastic. It's a must read for everybody. Oh, thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Love what you guys are doing and uh, and and some of the innovation you're doing in helping people with digestive health, which we're going to talk about today. Yeah, excited to be here. Cool. As am I. Um, what, what got you started in helping people fix their digestion? Oh, well, you know, it's like everybody, you know, it starts with a crisis, right? Uh, 2003, I competed at the Mr. Universe contest and I was trying to apply a meat eaters med- mentality to a vegetarian diet. Keep in mind, there was no plant proteins. There was nothing. And I used a, a lot of uh, whey protein at the time to kind of push me through doing, you know, massive amounts of this and a very restricted diet for a long period of time. Long story short, after the Mr. Universe contest, I gained uh, 42 pounds of fat and water in 11 weeks after that contest. Now there's normally a little bit of a problem, but you know, you gain some weight and stuff, but that was like, I just totally destroyed my digestion. I totally destroyed everything. And I thought, oh my God, I'm, you know, I've got the best coach in the world. I got all this discipline. I got all this sort of stuff and I'm a, I'm a physical wreck. What happened? And I met a doctor um, who had brought back these guys from, he had came back from cirrhosis of liver. He came back from colon cancer. He had helped Bernard Jensen, the guy that wrote the, the book on the digestive system and brought back iridology. He brought him back from a cancer situation. Most people don't know about Jensen when he was dying from cancer had prostate cancer, metastasized at the bone. And he called in, um, this doctor friend of his, and it's in his book, come alive. The stories is I think chapter 13 or something. He goes into that whole process. And so this doctor relayed this information to me and I was like, wow. And I, I said, I said, how did I not miss this? He goes, wait, you learned to build the body from the outside in. You haven't learned to build the body from the inside out. That was like an epiphany because I was like so many people that just assumed if I eat something like you are what you eat, right? So that was the theme of if I, if I eat a healthy diet, I'm automatically healthy. If I eat a performance diet, I'm automatically healthy. If I eat a junk diet, I'm automatically get happy. But no. And what I realized is you're not what you eat. You're what you digest, absorb, and utilize, and also 
how well you remove whatever's left over from the system. And that was an epiphany. I embraced mega dosing of enzymes and probiotics to rebuild myself. I recaptured my health and my performance level within six months. I tested that over 15,000 people in a, in a high performance over the course of four years. And, uh, after that, I was confident that I could re-enter competition again. I went back, won a national, couple more national championships, went to the world championship, felt great, no problems after that. And from that point on, I started teaching that to the world. And eventually I found out that all these people in the world have these digestive problems that they're not aware of. They have, they're, they're choosing different diets that aren't suitable for them or some diet works for someone else, but their enz- enzymatic pathway, their microbiome's blown out. And it's like, this was a way that I could find the cause beneath the cause of why different diets work for different people, why different uh, people respond to uh, probiotic treatment or all sorts of protocols. And from then we just started teaching it and the rest is history, as they say. Why do you feel like there's such a rise in digestive issues? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's completely environmental. I mean, if you look and track through human history. Um, first off, I think if you look back, hunter gatherers, which we originated from, probably had a more robust diet than any group going. So, you know, you're foraging or you're selecting, you know, seasonal things. And I think there might be a process around that. I think there could be an advantage to seasonal dietary practices. And maybe like, maybe you become a vegetarian in the summer. Maybe you become a meat eater in the fall. Maybe you become like a keto guy in the winter. You know, I I think there might be something and we're going to test that in the future. But anyways, um, and then we kind of moved into monoculture. Like we, we moved into agriculture. We started growing foods. And the interesting thing about that is I thought, I think our diets kind of restricted and we started being exposed to more people. And that's where you started getting diseases and viruses. And then we came the evolution of the, you know, the 19th and 20th centuries where pharmacology started to come in and then the industrial revolution simultaneously, which is interesting because now we're compressing more and more people. We're, we're coming up with treatments that used to kill people like infections and things like that. So the use of antibiotics saved millions and millions of people, but then they became their own problem. Now came the overprescription of that. Now became the over-reliance on drugs, on chemicals, and an an increase of concentration on intensity in both performance, what we demand of ourselves, our lifestyles, our inability to kind of shut off and rest and go into, you know, switching from sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems. We started using technology now. Uh, So whether it's Wi-Fi, blue light shining into our eyes 24 hours a day, the effects of mitochondria, electromagnetic pollution, genetic modification, chemicalization, herbicides, pesticides, and fungicides, particularly on foods, even our organics, our USDRDA, 50 different chemicals are allowed on an organic food. I mean, I wash my fruits and vegetables, organic stuff in, in a specific solution, and I watch the goop come off it. This is organic food. It's like crazy. So all of these things are, it's not one thing. And I think that's another issue I think people have is that they're trying to look at the one thing. It's not the one thing, it's the whole thing. And you've got to come at that. And it's like a combination lock. You, you turn, you know, seven turns to the left, two turns to the right, one turn to, to, to the center and boom, there you go. You've unlocked the co- the combination. And that's why I think in today's world, people need guys like you that help them figure out the combination lock. Because if you just got one piece of the information, you may hit it, you may not, but you're really just playing relay with your health and who has time for that. You're certainly not going to get to the, the be all you can be. 
Yeah, well, thank you for the kind words and uh, the, the the appreciation is reciprocal. I mean, the work you guys are doing is innovative and uh, and changing a lot of lives. And I, this conversation, we're going to get into some of that, you know, some of where people have maybe tried to simplify the complex nature of optimal digestion and, um, and, and we'll give them a more complete paradigm to look, uh, to look at it with. So like pe- people are becoming more familiar with the way that the bacteria in our gut influence the way that we digest, assimilate and absorb foods and how our neurotransmitters are produced and a whole host of, of other interconnected health issues. But um, if you were to describe what are the things that are necessary for optimal digestion, what need, what, what does uh, someone need to have in place in terms of, you know, what are the, what are the components that need to be there? Well, first it starts first with, with, with choosing a diet that serves your lifestyle and your performance goals. So I don't think that an endurance runner should eat like a strength athlete or, you know, a UFC fighter is probably going to require a different diet than a yoga practitioner. It's just, so let's look first, what is the function that you're currently at? What is the goal and the outcome that you want to achieve? And then are you choosing a diet that supports it? That's the first and foremost. And uh, that's an important integration. And that right off the bat is going to differentiate people into a variety of different categories. I think the second thing is, is what, what's, what kind of practices are, are they eating under? And I think, I think the body really responds well to regimen. So whether you're, um, you know, a bodybuilding competitor that's eating seven times a day, or you're a keto person who's eating once a day on intermittent fasting, well, there's an adjustment period. And then you kind of get into that routine. Your body's going to have to respond chemically, hormonally, uh, your microbiome, all your, your sleep, all of these things are going to be affected by that process. And so Typically, the longer you stay in something or the more you optimize, the eat, the bore, the body adjusts and does better on that program. It, it, so that's, that's the first foundational components. After that, um, it comes down to um, what is the enzymatic capacity of your body in its current state? So I'll refer back to Dr. Edward Howell, who did some really cutting edge research back in the 30s and 40s on enzymes. Uh, he, had, he wrote a couple books, one called Enzyme Nutrition, and another one was Food Enzymes for Health and Longevity. And what was interesting about that is he, he was able to determine that humans have a pancreas four and a half times larger per body weight than any other species on the planet. And of course, the pancreas is largely responsible for distributing our enzymes, which are mostly produced in the liver and then stored in the pancreas and then released through our dietary practices. But why were we producing so much enzymes and what was the cost of that? And we made this great innovation as humans that we learned how to cook our food, which allowed us to get more calories and there are benefits to that side of it. But what we did do is we stripped out the enzymes out of that. And so what that caused us as a species is to require the body to, to make and manufacture more enzymes, which are, uh, you know, amino acids production, uh, built from proteins essentially that accelerate transmissions or or chemical reactions in the body. There's over 25,000 different enzymatic reactions. But going back to the research of Dr. Howe, what he found out was that 
if you fed all these different animal species and it was across the board, you felt fed them an enzymatic deficient diet. They died sooner than their, than their components that ate a raw food diet. So every other species on the planet, if I'm a tiger and I knock down a zebra, I eat the entrails, which is the enzymes and probiotics first. And then I eat the carcass. If I'm a seal and I get eaten by a, a, a killer whale, it goes in and commodes the cell. If I'm a horse and I eat grass, it gets the live enzymes inside of that, that help break down the food I'm digesting, which reduces the metabolic load. Okay. Cause it takes a lot of energy to make enzymes inside the body. And when you're doing it, you're not making enzymes for other parts of the body. And I'll give a simple illustration. I call it the turkey dinner syndrome. If we got energy and nutrients from our food solely, we've all had Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner or whatever. And, you know, you load on the turkey and you have a couple plates and it's potatoes and vegetables and all this really great food. And, you know, you load up, you have another round, you know, and then, you know, grandma breaks out the special pie or whatever it is. And then, you know, you have that slice. And then what happens? Everybody's making a run for the be- for the for the living room and you know grandpa's down on the couch and you know the cousins are lying on the floor and everybody's kind of drooling out of their mouth in a semi-conscious state right well you just ate more calories that could probably like power the city and why aren't you able to go out and run a marathon because you haven't converted that into usable energy units or usable construction units. And in order to do that, you need to have enzymes. And because you start to feel dozy because every enzyme capacity that's used to function everything from your brain on down to any, to your heart is now being leveraged to digest this massive food that you took into your body. Interesting enough, heart attacks are the most common on Thanksgiving. Isn't that interesting? So, so if it's enough to push you over the limit and to trigger something, right? And so the reality is, is what can we learn from extreme conditions? And I think as biohackers, the beauty of biohacking is, is that you put things onto an extreme test. And at the extreme levels is where you find the breakthroughs that now can be trickled down and used in everyday life. We see this in race cars, that the technology that's used at getting cars to go around a track at 200 miles an hour can be applied to your daily commute in your four cylinder car. (laughs) It's fuel efficient. Like it's the same thing in biohacking. And so I think ensuring that you are adding uh, really strong cultured digestive enzymes, which are way more potent than enzymes you'll find in fruits or vegetables or your typical over the counter, you know, me too enzyme and adding that into the diet allows you to really optimize and tweak things out in your dietary process that, that you can't, you can't do, um, in, in any other format. That's pretty interesting. I'd never heard that about heart attacks on Thanksgiving. Um, the, the regarding the, the enzymatic capacity of the body and how that can be compromised if we if we're overfeeding, do you attribute that to some of the the research showing caloric restriction extends lifespan? And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You were going. I interrupted you. So what were you going to say? So, no, I mean, it, there's there's a lot of different pathways, and 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 you would you know it could potentially involve autophagy as well. And, but the point you brought up with the demands that we place on ourselves simply by overfeeding and forcing our body to overproduce a resource that has very high energetic demands. Um, it's an interesting perspective. Well, I learned it organically. 
um, I'm from, I was an old bodybuilder and, you know, I can remember as a young guy, cause I, I, you know, I was a skinny kid that didn't build muscle. I didn't have great genetics for it, but I was really determined. And I can remember in university waking myself up at two o'clock in the morning and, and my roommate included, God bless him <laughs> and blending up shakes at two o'clock in the morning force feed myself because I'd looked at research with animals and through force feeding, they were able to get bigger and larger much quicker. And I said, well, I'm just an animal, so I'm going to force feed myself. And it worked. I gained a lot of fat, but I also gained a lot of muscle. And so at that time, as a skinny kind of ectomorphic kind of guy, I was just determined I was just going to do whatever it took. But, you know, taking that out over the course of the next 15 to 20 years, when I did get to the world championship, I'm doing all these things that are, are successful and right for the bodybuilding community. I found out also what are the liabilities on that program. And that is if you're feeding yourself a lot, uh, the metabolic cost, was I full of energy? No. Did I feel great? Did I have joint pains and all these other issues? Yeah. And then as soon as I let off the gas, you know, my body just shut down. And the interesting thing was when I gained all that weight of 42 pounds, although yes, I was heavy. Yes. I looked like a marshmallow. But I felt better than when I was standing on stage. And so the interesting point was, is like, okay, somewhere along the line, I've missed something here big time. And I was just lucky enough to, to enter and meet the right person that started teaching me about the digestive components and that the light bulb switched on. I applied mega dosing right off the bat again. I said, well, I'm really in trouble. I need to bring myself back. And guess what? That worked too. Because I saw it work in extreme conditions of disease. I thought, well, maybe it'll work on me from an extreme level of performance. And it certainly did. And, and, uh, and I've just been diving into that more. And going back to your earlier point about longevity, I do believe it is related. Because what I have found is with digestive enzymes, a really good digestive enzyme, it also can be converted into a metabolic enzyme if it's not being used. So for example, I could take masszymes on, on an empty stomach and I can remember specifically, I had a client who had a, a necrosis scar on her shoulder. Like it was about a half inch thing. She had been bitten by a spider and it, it, it had eaten the skin and she had all this scar tissue. It, it impaired her movement in her shoulder and stuff. I'd give her masszymes on an empty stomach it would start to itch and go red. And so we kept doing this over and over and over again. And over the course of about nine months, she was able to get her scar to completely turn the color of her skin and to go completely flat to the skin because the high proteolytic enzymes were breaking up the, the protein adhesions in that and cleaning it out. And I have tons of results from people talking about the removal of, of you know, plaque out of the system and arteries and, you know, all these sort of things that are corollary to, uh, what's oftentimes systemic enzymes, but a really good digestive enzyme will become a systemic enzyme. Your body will convert that. And I believe that if you have a proteolytic enzyme or an, an amylase, which digests carbohydrates or a, a, a lipase one, this will start to show up in problems inside the body. So people who suffer from depression oftentimes are low in proteolytic enzymes because now they can't make, convert their proteins into the polypeptide chains that make their brains work and feel happy. People who have a lot of skin conditions, oftentimes I've noticed that if you add lipase, uh, which digests fats, their skin conditions come up. People who are diabetics who have trouble um, metabolizing carbohydrates and stuff, 
again, you give them amylase and guess what? All of a sudden they start requiring less and less insulin in order to break down their food. So all of these so on. So diseases, I do believe originate from uh, an inability to absorb digest or digest, absorb and utilize the food that they are eating. And of course, sometimes that's what will, I think, intuitively draw people to different diets will work for some persons and not others. But even when you make that shift, you haven't addressed the fundamental digestive issue is, and that is that you're enzymatically deficient. And like Howell said, this has consequences for people who want to live long, which has been replicated over other species. And it gets more extreme in his work when he talks about, uh, he predicted that there would, by third generation of enzymatic de deficiency, weird genetic diseases started to happen, strange sociological behaviors, inability to procreate. Well, where are we here? Uh, we're, we're, we're doing the great experiment since World War II where we started using uh, massive amounts of chemical agents uh, to grow monoculture food, which, as you know, diminishes the protein content in the food because the protein is being converted to enzymes to grow the plant on a mineral deficient soil. You know, so now you can't live on bread like they did 100 years ago because bread was 90% protein back 250 years ago, and now it's like 7%. And so you what looks like there's clues that you can track back and forth and so nowadays look at procreation rates you know we, we didn't see this as a problem and it's in virtually every every advanced civilization the population goes down growth to almost zero i don't think that's an accident and some people would argue it's a plot or whatever, but the bottom line is, and then if you look at the use of herbicides, pesticides, and fungicides, which are required in monoculture growing simply because the plants aren't hardy, the, the strong plants don't live anymore. So now you have artificially um, environments that, that make plants weaker. They don't have the nutrients they have. They don't have the components. They don't have the enzyme. They don't have the proteins. They don't have any of that stuff. They're just kind of factory farmed, if you will. And now you're not, you're not extracting the nutrients from your diet and they put herbicides, pesticides, and fungicides. And what do they interrupt? They interrupt the enzymatic pathways inside the bugs. That's how they kill the bugs. So the question is, how much of that do I need to eat before it starts killing me? And the evidence is based on the, 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 the rampant explosion of various genetic diseases, I think it's quite significant. And is that being traced to that? Probably. And so my best defense against that is, yeah, I know I'm interrupting my enzyme pathways. I know I'm messing up my microbiome just by living in the environment. I can't avoid the environment. So what I need to do is I need to give myself all the tools, all the resources and all the things that are going to allow me to optimize me so that I can best deal with the conditions that I live in today. Great perspective. And so we covered diet, we covered eating conditions, we covered enzyme capacity. Where does the microbiome and probiotics fit into the picture? I'm so excited about this topic because we, I think, I think we're on what I would say the beginning of the golden age of uh, probiotic and the microbiome. And largely in part because now the technology to do self-testing uh, for a relatively low price is getting better and better all the time. We're starting to be able to test and understand the delicate interactions between all these different species of bacteria, how it affects our brains. Um, of course, we all know that there's way more bacteria in our body than their cells. So there's some argument that we're just a mushroom, you know, walking around run by a bunch of bacteria. And if you get into if you start studying mushroom culture or mycelium, 
I highly recommend people checking out Paul Stamets' work. Really fantastic guy on that. You start seeing the interactions between fungus and enzymes and bacteria. And then you start looking at from an external level. Well, we've just actually done that on an internal level. We've got the digestive system inside the body and mushrooms have it on the outside. We had a common ancestor about 650 million years ago. And we went this way and that way. And that's why I think mushrooms have such a profound effect. If you look at dysfunction, if you look at um, how um, the most disruptive drugs given to people today are antifungal drugs. So there's a lot of people suffering from fungus things. Well, it screws us up more than anything else, which indicates to me that we're more of a fungus than we are as a human. And so understanding this symbiotic relationship between these bacteria who are now inside, living inside, quote unquote, us, and how they hook into our nervous system, they can make us happy, they can make us sad, they can make us hungry, they can make us satisfied, they can fight bad bacterias, they can screw up our own system. These guys are running the show and the gut brain um, access is now becoming better known. And it's not a question of, of, of do I need probiotics in this environment? It's like, what probiotics do I need? And I think that is starting to hit the masses because we're building better and better probiotics. We're building probiotics that are kind of more sophisticated. And I'll talk about what I call uh, the super pro, what I call the rise of super probiotics uh, to meet the demands of society because we have so many antibiotic resistant bacteria out there nowadays because we've been bombing our systems with antibiotics for a few generations. And now there's a whole bunch of guys like, yeah, antibiotics, what, you know, the most dangerous thing that you can come in contact with after surgery is, 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 antibiotic resistant strains of bacteria. Okay. So this is a big issue. So we've had this kind of bacteria or evil mentality. That's been, I remember watching the courses when I was in grade three, you know, the, you know, they're creating the evil bacteria on the little, little movies they used to make us watch and stuff. And then, and, and that's not the whole story because there's good guys too. And the question is how do I put enough good guys in my system? And it's just basic math. If I could put enough good guys in my system, I can beat down the bad guys that I'm subjected to and move on. The challenges come not understanding the difference between transient strains and colonizing strains and ensuring that if I am taking a colonizing strain that I'm going to get colonization or am I using specific transient strains that can go in, wipe out the bad guys and move on without causing like an overgrowth or thing like that. Hey guys, Anthony here and wanted to share a really cool opportunity for you to participate in a case study that could get you a free $10,000 Trucy molecular hydrogen water machine. So here's how it works. If you apply for this case study and you're accepted, they will reimburse 100% of your monthly payment for this Trucy molecular hydrogen water machine and inhalation unit. And I get asked all the time, what's my favorite biohack? And right now it is this machine, hands down. It does three things that are incredible and unmatched. One, it fixes metabolic syndrome. So if your body's not burning fat the way that it used to, there's a 2010 study in the Journal of Clinical Biochemical Nutrition showing that hydrogen-rich water like you get from the Trucy machine can fix metabolic syndrome and actually improve a lot of the things that are responsible for how well your body burns fat. But it doesn't stop there. It's also an intracellular antioxidant, meaning it's able to get inside your cells where your mitochondria live, those energy powerhouses that make all of your energy. And that energy is what determines how well you age and your 
risk of disease, right? Well, inside your cells, you also have free radicals. And a lot of those free radicals can damage your mitochondria and affect how well your body makes energy. Trucy molecular hydrogen gets into the cells and protects your mitochondria. So your body makes energy better, you feel younger, and your risk of degenerative diseases goes way down. On top of that, it crosses the blood-brain barrier. This is so important because it decreases your risk of neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and dementia. And it can also keep you thinking more clearly, keep your memory sharper, and help you avoid those periods of brain fog, cloudy thinking, or just where verbal articulation and recall isn't where you want it to be. So if you'd like to participate in this study, you go to truceh2.com slash biohacks. I'll spell that out for you. It's T-R-U-S-I-O. I H and then the number two.com forward slash biohacks. And you click the learn more button on that page. That's by the water machines. Apply for the case study. You'll get on the phone with someone from Trucy and they'll see if you're a fit. And if you are, you could potentially have 100% of your monthly payment reimbursed. So you get this incredible $10,000 molecular hydrogen water machine and inhalation unit completely free. Since using mine, I've felt more energy, better mental clarity. I've had my longest breath hold to date. And other clients have talked about seeing improvements in their energy, how they feel in the morning. But what's even cooler is I had a triathlete recently say that her times in the bike, the swim, and the jog had all improved. And the only thing that she changed was drinking this water. So if you guys are looking to ramp up your metabolism and burn more fat more effortlessly, if you want something that gets into your cells and protects the most important asset you have, which is your mitochondria, the thing that makes all of your energy, or you want to stave off your risk of neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and dementia, or just keep your mind as sharp as possible, head over to truceh2.com. That's T-R-U-S-I-I-H-2.com forward slash biohacks. And then click the learn more button on that page and apply for the case study and see if you are a fit to participate alongside me and a bunch of other biohackers and get your Trucy molecular hydrogen water machine with an inhalation unit completely free. And I do recommend the one that has the inhalation unit because there's a lot of evidence suggesting that that when we breathe it in through our nose, it even more effectively crosses the blood brain barrier and you're able to reap those benefits we discussed on the cognitive side. Thanks a lot, guys, and hope to see you in the case study. So let's, let's dig into that a little bit because a ton of people have taken various forms of probiotics, yet their digestive symptoms persist. So what are some of the, the mistakes that they're making and what are the types of, of probiotics that they should be looking for instead? Yeah, this is a, this is a an awesome question, and I think I think right now there's about 2,500 different companies who are selling some form of probiotics. In my estimation, about 85% of those are absolute garbage. They're basically a mishmash of maybe thrown together because it's a trend, you know, and they can get some margins, and they don't know. They don't have the right prebiotics. They don't have the right postbiotics. They may have competitive strains that, you know, don't really work that well together. So um, you really want to buy a quality product that's been well researched and understood and developed. If you look at, uh, let's, let's just go back to the microbiome or bacteria cultures 101. If you look historically, and I was like, you know, success always leaves clues, right? So uh, the whole probiotic conversation got happening back when they discovered these Bulgarian peasants who were living to be like a hundred years old that made this kefir every night and then they, they ate it morning, lunch, and dinner. 
And these people were living to be like 100 years old. Now, we can't say that was an absolute cause, but there's certainly a correlation to that. Um, and, and that was first, uh, L. bulgaricus was the first probiotic, I think, that was kind of identified as, as being helpful. And then we developed all these other strains as we started to get more and more research on the microbiome. So if you look into Asia, you know, they had the various like kimchi and, and uh, misos and these type of things. If you look to Western Europe, you know, they were making things like sauerkraut, right? Um, and so cultures figured out through trial and, you know, just basically trial, you know, let's try this, let's try that. They found ways to grow bacteria that were suitable for that particular diet that had the probiotic and prebiotic mediums. And so I'm a big believer in people using fermented foods as part of their diet in correlation to the foods that they're eating. So I don't think that eating miso would probably go with a guy that's doing a keto diet using, you know, sausages and bacon. He's probably going to do better on sauerkraut or something like that. You know, likewise, if you're eating a diet that's rich in soy and rice, a typical Asian diet, I don't think sauerkraut is what you want to have. You want to have kimchi and you want to have, you know, bacteria cultures that were been cultured relative to that. That's just the overarching kind of first level of bacteria in your digestive strain. Second thing is when you start taking a probiotic, is the probiotics you're taking suitable for your diet and does it address the deficiencies if you are, if you're lacking specific strains. So again, most people are just randomly shotgunning. They're not getting bacteria testing. They're not getting a gut map. They're, they're just, they heard that this was a great product or whatever. And 99% of people are taking colonizing strains. Well, here's the thing about colonizing strains, a colonizing strain and a transit strain, a colonizing strain develops a culture, grows in your, and, and becomes part of the microbiome and does whatever functions that is required. A transient strain comes in, does its work and leaves, doesn't colonize for our listeners. So when we're talking about the, um, the strains that you're taking, First, you need to find out if they're competitive against each other. Second, you need to know if they got prebiotics and probiotics. If they got things like magnesium stearate and all that sort of stuff, throw it out the door because I can guarantee it's a mishmash of maybes. It's, it's the, the people are just throwing some stuff in there. That's the first thing to discount right off the bat. Second thing is, um, are you getting a gut map? Now, I... I, I Recently was talking, last year I was talking to Naveen Jain, who was at the uh, Bulletproof conference. It was a good conference. It's one of my favorites. I love that. And that one, I love all you biohackers. It's great. And what was interesting is he said, yeah, almost every probiotic strain that they tested didn't work. And then this was duplicated by guys like Ben Greenfield and it had been duplicated by my business partner and stuff. And we, we couldn't find these strains that people were taking that we're supposed to be working. So most of the products aren't working. They may have live bacteria in it, but they don't have the right pre prebiotics and postbiotics in order to sustain the medium inside your body. So, and then, then there was other guys in the biohacking industry, particularly amongst females, they were taking bacteria and they were getting bacteria overgrowth. So they were getting SIBO and things like this. And they were worse, getting worse case than they were from taking these, again, randomly shotgunning various probiotics, hoping that you could fix the digestive situation. In, in a lot of cases, 
they needed enzymes first because they just were just putting too much undigested food into the microbiome. So um, there's 10% good, 10% bad, 80% opportunists. And if you have undigested food or food not broken down enough that the bacteria can finish it off, that's an opportunity for the bad guys to come in, eat them and start producing indol, skadol, all sorts of uh, excitotoxins or neurotoxins inside the body that make you feel depressed or make you have gas or make you have trouble going to the bathroom or start making you tired or sluggish or have skin conditions and all that stuff. So we knew this 15 years ago. The thing was, is there wasn't enough uh, in home usage, you, you'd have to go to a doctor and you'd have to, you know, do your stool samples and it goes to a lab and you hear back a few months later and it was very slow, but we understood that. And that's why we went in on a, on a, a all in on a transient strain that we had enhanced. And that was a, a way of going in and wiping out the bad guys and then, and then eating a diet that allowed us to cultivate the good guys inside the system. And so that's how we approached it. And it was very successful. It was successful in my own case. It was successful with my clients. And uh, I think as we move down this road over the next five, 10 years, <clears throat> I think we'll be able to prescribe more customized formulations to realize What's the best combination for a particular person in a particular condition based on the symptoms they have? So I think we're on that cusp. I think we're five to 10 years away. And that's, again, goes back to if you're listening to this, why do you need a guy like Anthony in your life? Is because here's someone that's knowledgeable, that understands, that can take externalized symptoms, externalized conditions, look at a few tests and say, you know what, you're missing this, this, and this. Let's add this into the system. You don't have that level of sophistication. Good luck walking into a whole foods and picking the right probiotic. It isn't going to happen. Well, thank you, sir. Tell me about the strain that you guys chose and why. Right. So basically we took a, um, L plantarum, which is a very aggressive bacteria strain. It's, it's got a fast doubling rate because it's not about how much you take. It's also about how quickly that will double and replicate inside the body and what's the tendency. So what we did is we took that and subjected it to a, an extreme set of conditions. So it's kind of like the buds training for the Navy sales. If you have to go through that, uh, you know, they're trying to, to, to get people to quit. So it's the same thing. If you put a bacteria strain in a, in a harsh and challenging environment with particular mediums and particular stimulants, what comes out of the end is not the guy that went in. So just like the guy that went into the buds training is not the guy that came out. The guy went in was like, okay, I'm a kind of a military guy. I'm kind of good. He comes out as like a hardcore super assassin that you can drop into the most harshest conditions and they'll find a way to survive and thrive. Right. And all you got to do is listen to Jocko Wilnick's podcast sometime and see the kind of conditions or the stories of these guys. It's some amazing superhumans that they built because of the training and environment. Same thing with probiotics. You can alter their behaviors. And that's why I believe we're on the cusp of the rise of the super probiotics. And we just happen to be one of the first innovators in that market by creating a super strain of probiotics. Now, here's what's crazy. And, and I can, I'm not saying this because I'm, I'm not making any claims. I'm not making any health claims. I'm not prescribing any medical conditions, but I can tell you this on the U S patent. Now, in order to get a U.S. patent, you have to be able to prove that it has these requirements that it's fulfilled these components and inside the U S patent, which comes with our probiotic, 
It's antiviral, antiretroviral, protolytic, digest tumors, and serves as a screening agent in its pharmaceuticals, largely because pharmaceutical agents, many of the delivery systems are proteolytic bases, and people have problems because it interacts inside the uh, inside the cells. Same thing as a virus. A virus hooks onto your cell, sends in a protein coating, takes over the nucleus, and starts running it its airway. Same thing as a tumor. A tumor inside the body creates a protein structure that your immune system can't see it, it kind of disguises it like a cloaking device, and then it moves on and you don't break that down. So what P3OM is, it's a transient strain that doesn't just go in your gut, it goes through the whole body and it starts digesting undigested protein, whether that's just, you know, too much shake floating around in your veins or too much turkey, or whether it's a, a, a viral strain like the herpes virus that is, you know, a, a very potent a retrovirus that keeps altering immunity. These things are very smart and sophisticated. It'll find those and render it un- neutralized. All you need is enough of those guys to kind of beat down those other things. And again, I'm not making claims. I'm not making things, but I can tell you um, the, the, the stories we got, I wish I could say them all, you know, about people who have overcome severe levels of depression, people that had viral kind of conditions like this, and uh, they, don't, they don't suffer from those symptoms anymore because they got their microbiome fixed up. And we just gave them one super strain of bio- probiotics, wiped out the bad guys. Um, it made it easier for them to stick to the diet that they were prescribed by their, their specialist. And all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, all those problems just went away. I don't know what happened. <laughs> That, that was part of my experience. I mean, as you know, I had some pretty serious digestive issues and, uh, your mega dosing protocol involving both the masszymes and the, the P3OM was one of the only things that worked. And this was after I'd tried dozens of different probiotic strains, many of which came recommended from other people who had had some benefits, uh, that they experienced. And it wasn't until I was taking 10 of the masszymes and five of the, the P3OMs at least twice a day. Sometimes I would add um, a dosage similar to that, more like you know six and three, ten, six of the masszymes and three of the P3OM with meals that I started seeing big improvements in my digestion and elimination became more regular. Um, so that, that protocol was a big shift in my journey. And, and I appreciate very much what you guys have done. How, how do you utilize that protocol with people and who are you seeing it help the most? Virtually everybody that takes the time, effort and money to do it. Um, the bottom line is, is let's look at, most programs will say, well, we're looking at over a three-month period, a six-month period, a nine-month period. And I think that's always a good way to look at things. Um, you know, what is the long-term viability and sustainability of any particular program? When it comes to your digestive system, though, the time it takes to adjust that environment is largely dependent on how quickly you can get control of your microbiome. So whether that is, if you're on a, let's say a sugar restricted diet, well, it's just going to be a certain amount of time for the bacteria that's feeding on the sugar to die off. And you're going to have to go through the die off phase, which is oftentimes unpleasant, unfun, and has its own set of symptoms often described as healing crises. And that's where, again, having an expert that can walk you through the pain or the challenges that come up in that shifting phase is really, really important. But I was looking at it as like, I don't want to waste any time. I'm an extreme guy by nature. I'm a high performer by nature. I don't want to waste any time. So I just looked at it. Well, 
here were these people that were overcoming way serious conditions than I had. And the only difference was, is, was the amount and the dosage of, of enzymes and probiotics they were putting into their system. And I realized there was no level of toxicity with the masszymes and there was no level of toxicity with the probiotics. I've taken a thousand capsules of masszymes a day. What? <laughs> yeah, I've experimented at a thousand capsules a day, which you feel amazing on a thousand. You don't need to eat. You, you, I mean, it's amazing to be at that level of enzymes coursing through your veins on a given day, but there's no side effects. And guess what? The enzymes don't show up in your stool. So I used to, I've even done hundred, I would take a hundred um, capsules of masszymes a day during a water fast. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, I would do a hundred capsules a day. And one of the big integrations when I first started doing that, um, prior to my life as a biohacker, I went through a period of time where I was a, a, a I would say a, a party hacker. And that was, I would use an assortment of chemicals and nutrients and, you know, I'd stay up all weekend long and party like a maniac. And of course there was some toxicity built up in my liver from the profuse use of a variety of, uh, chemicals, how we say drugs, whatever you want to call it. So when I started doing these fasting protocols, I used to get great results. And I said, well, what is the mechanism behind a fast? Why, why do they work? And I realized that you were freeing up metabolic enzymes to go in, or you're freeing up digestive powers and creating meta, um, metabolic enzymes to go repair your tissues. This is why fasting has worked throughout history and autophagy and all this stuff. I said, well, what would happen if I just started taking massive amounts of these enzymes at the same time? Well, first time I did that, uh, I can remember I'm about three days into my 10 day water fast and I'm getting this excruciating pain in my liver. It's excruciating. It feels like a knife's going into my liver and I'm going, but I'm totally clear. And I like, so is although I was in pain, I wasn't really suffering. I was like, okay, there's something good happening in my liver. I just know it doesn't feel very good. And I tried a variety of different things. I was doing colonics and my colon guy says, you know, hey, there, dude, there's, there's nothing left. I'm three days, four days into this, um, you know, so I'm at day three, I'm still going through this pain. Um, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. And he says, well, why don't you take some salt water brine? Cause it sounds like your liver's toxic. Why don't you guzzle that down? So salt water brine is like 38% sodium in a, in a liter of water. And probably one of the most painful biohacking things I ever did was to take that concoction and just plug my nose and gun it. So I put the salt in, in there as well, the saltwater brine. I lied down on my stomach after I just stood there at the counter going water coming out of my eyes and just, you know, <laughs> total thing like this. And laid on my side for about 30 minutes, just kind of letting that water substance pool by my liver. And then I felt sick went to the bathroom and just vomited it out this, like, I wish I could have got a sample. It was just this bright or yellowish green, almost venom looking stuff. They came out of me, all went down the sink. It was done. And I went into a state of euphoria and, and about 95% of my pain was gone out of the liver in that moment. I went into a state of euphoria and my liver was tender for about three or four days afterwards. And I was fine. And so I realized, oh my God, those masszymes actually went in and cleaned out my liver and pushed out the toxins right out of my liver because your body will work 
it'll fix the most dysfunctional organism. Of course, your liver is your second heart and it went right in there and fixed that. So I believe that really good enzymes are intelligent. Um, and just like probiotics, which are really intelligent bags of enzymes kind of moving around doing different functions. Uh, and that was a discovery. And then we started utilizing this with all types of people for different things by mega dosing them with enzymes. And I saw skin conditions go away. I saw people with, you know, depression go away and stuff. And I was like, oh, we can actually speed up results uh, by doing mega dosing. And then once they've gone through that period, then we taper down to just what's acceptable levels. And then maybe once a year you do a mega dosing protocol and, and uh, you know, play around with it. That's pretty wild. So what do you think the saltwater brine, what was that concoction's role in the process? Uh, it drew the toxins out of the liver. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, that, that was enough to pull it out into the intestinal tract to create the dump. And uh, just like kind of coffee enemas, right? Like a coffee enema, really your, your liver now contracts because it thinks it's being poisoned and that's what causes the release. And it, similarly, most people who've done coffee enemas regularly also fear, feel that sense of euphoria after doing a, a good, you know, a, a good coffee enema. And so it was the exact same thing. Um, and so that's what I believe the role of that was, you know, so. That's beautiful. What, what are some other ways that you're seeing people use the mega dosing protocols or like, is there another story that comes to mind where someone was, was dealing with digestive issues or something else? They, they used high doses of mass zymes and P3OM to overcome it. Well, <laughs> I'm always, I'm always, this one's kind of a fascinating one, I guess, because I, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but the, the most common one that I've seen is high performers who go out light it up uh, some night partying, drinking lots of booze or using other substances or whatever. They wake up in the morning, they're, they're dead to the world. And I'm like, no, just here, here's a bunch of handfuls of masszymes and P3M. And the reason why I use both of them, because um, a two to one ratio allows you to remove the toxins out of your system much easier. So the enzymes help your liver metabolize the toxins that may be released from killing off bacteria or getting rid of these pathogens that the, the P3OM will do. So that's why we do it in a two to one ratio. Uh, we found that that works best. And I, or so people that are partying, it sobers them right up, you know, because alcohol metabolism is generally just like how fast can you metabolize that alcohol? So we'll give them a handful of that and all of a sudden their head clears up where they got the brain fog in the morning. You can do that, take a handful and away you go. And then um, the other case that I think is really interesting is in the case of food poisoning. And I just had a guy, couldn't believe this, uh, Gary Linham at the human garage out here in the West coast. He's I want to check that place out. You got to go to that place. He's awesome. Gary's awesome. And he actually gave himself food poisoning because he'd heard the story that we had had a Matt and I had a number of friends, including him and his wife who had food poisoning really bad. And you know, to the point they were going to go to the hospital, they're, they're in excruciating pain, they're thinking they're going to die. And in both cases, or actually we've replicated this at least 20 times that I'm aware of, of people I know, um, we'll give them a handful of masszymes, a handful of P3M, and within 15 to 30 minutes, they're fine. And so it's become, I've gone to a couple of these like mastermind events and weddings in Mexico. And I always take extra products because I know that people are going to have food poisoning. And I become the most popular guy the day after the party because I'm going around to people's houses and I'm here, look, here, take a handful of this and a handful of this, you'll be fine. They all do it. They all feel better instantaneously. So I think the timeframes 
between detoxification, the times for metabolizing contaminants inside the body can be uh, radically reduced by using mega dosing protocols. That's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it made a huge difference for me. A, a ton of clients have used it. Nick Pino, who's a, a mutual friend of both, both of ours, it, it made a big difference for his elimination and digestion. And, um, I do it. I aim for once a year and sometimes it's a little bit, there's a little bit more time in between mega dosing, but I always feel great afterwards. And it's like, it's three months of hitting 10 of the mass times and about half that of the P3OM a few times a day. I always do it morning and night. And then if I can remember to do some with meals too, and it just, it clears everything up and uh, it's, it's sort of like cleaning house for the digestive tract and, and detoxification pathways. Um, great, great stuff. And we're hooking up some of our listeners with a discount where they can, they can try P3OM and, um, and Masszymes and get a discount. And if they want to get in on the, the mega dosing protocol, they can do that as well. Right? Yeah, absolutely. If they go to uh, bioptimizer.com slash biohacking, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll give a special deal to everybody that wants to, to try this because believe me, once you've done it, you get it. It sounds crazy. It sounds extreme. And it is, and it works. <laughs> That's what makes it so unique. And there's no, you don't have to worry about toxicity or anything like that, that would come with maybe taking other probiotics or other enzymatic formulas or a vitamin or a mineral or something like that. The website is bioptimizers.com forward slash biohacks 15. And it, it requires about nine bottles of the masszymes and nine bottles of the P3OM and we may even put, to, put together a, a mega dosing link for you guys that want to jump right into that. But it's amazing. It's made a big difference in changing my life. And Wade, you've shared some awesome stuff here. And for anyone that's looking to take their performance to the next level or improve their digestion, it's always a blast hanging out with you, brother. And uh, yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah, I love, I love spending time. I that's going book, on. by the way, I think is one of the best books on biohacking out there. I think anybody that's interested in entering that world. This is the go-to Bible. It's something that really you, you do a great job of covering a broad bunch of subjects and really, really nailing that. And so I tell people about it all the time. I'm like, look, okay, this is where you want to start. Start here. Appreciate you, my man. Thank you so much. You guys are crushing it. I, uh, I have a tremendous amount of respect for your knowledge and wisdom, and I look forward to hanging out again soon. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Looks like, uh, hopefully that'll be sooner and later. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode with Wade Lightheart. I hope you guys enjoyed it and had as much fun as we did. If you guys wanted to check out that mega dosing protocol, the website is bioptimizers.com forward slash biohacks 15. So that's B I O P T I M I Z E R S dot com forward slash B I O H A C K S one five and the discount code biohacks 15. B I O H A C K S one five and that gets you 15% off the megadosine enzymes and probiotic protocol that we discussed on today's episode. Thank you so much. And if you guys enjoyed this episode or if you've enjoyed any episodes of the Biohacking Secrets Show, head over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. And even though I don't get a chance to respond to every one of the comments, I do read all of them and I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you again soon.